Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mostly Spoilers. I am Mike. I am Laird. And it has been a little while since we have done this. This is true. We have had slightly complex and busier lives for a while than we... Also, I think he remembers what I did to him last time. Uh, yeah, last time was... There was a lot of violence, <laughs> mostly involving a rubber band. Um, but uh, I came back, and uh, we're, we're going to record another episode. And today, we are going to talk about scary movies. Scary movies, awesome. Now, this is something that uh, would cause you a bit of fright, in that I we 100% had not come up with that before I said it. Entirely not. You had no subject whatsoever in mind. Um, do you watch scary movies? Nope. Have you ever watched scary movies? No. What is the scariest movie you have actually watched? Alien. Alien. Yeah. The original Alien. Yes. Hey, wait, Alien or Aliens? Alien. Yes. That's the original one, right? Yes. You know the story behind that, right? No. You don't know the story? Be- oh, no. The story behind the sequel? How the sequel got its name? No. Okay, so he went to a pitch meeting. James Cameron goes to the pitch meeting. And he's in front of all these Hollywood executives. And he puts the word alien on the whiteboard. And he pauses. And then he puts an S on the board. And he puts lines through it to make a dollar sign. That's the pitch. That was it. Wow. They approved it on the spot. Huh. Yeah. I Something about the title of the alien movies always really bugged me. Like... I don't like that there's Alien, Aliens, Alien th- Aliens 3? Alien 3. Alien 3. Yeah. It's really kind of Alien Cubed, because it's kind of up there. Uh, yeah, it's... I watched a lot of scary movies when I was a kid. Uh, also, great joke from Doctor Who about that. Yeah. Where he's like, you have a movie... You have a scary movie named Alien? That's so racist. <laughs> <laughs> what? Now, haven't you seen the new scary TV show, though? Yes, but you asked about movies. Okay, so, Laird, let's back the train up here. Do you watch scary things? No. He's very angry at me right now. I mean, anger is a stretch. Have you seen The Haunting of Hill House? I have. And this is a scary thing? It is. All right. How come you will watch The Haunting of Hill House... But you don't watch scary movies. I was really curious about it. Was the thing like because people were hyping it so much that I was like, okay, well, I have to see just what is actually in here that is so terrifying. It is very overhyped in the sense of the scare factor. Really? Yes, immensely, preposterously. See, I mentioned to Tristan the other day maybe we should watch that, and he basically was like, "You can't." I really, uh, I really no. Listen, I really want to watch the first episode with you and just see what you think. Mm. I know. I, I, I are I, you willing to hold me for the remainder of the night? Oh God! Uh, I have a large stuffed teddy bear. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, we'll use that. Um, there we go. You can have that instead. I have not watched. I have not watched it at all. I have three times now pressed play on it on Netflix mm-hmm. and turned it off before anything has actually come on the screen at all. Like no credits, no nothing. Yeah. Just like play immediately. Stop. No, I really think. I really think we should watch the first episode. Hmm. There is because because here's the thing I have to say is that like I I don't by and large subscribe to horror. I find like cheap jump scares are, are yeah. really not fun. Um, you know, it's either it it worked and and I'm tense, but it's not 
actually enjoyable or meaningful. Um, or it doesn't work, and I'm just kind of sitting there going, I knew that was coming. You know, the right. cat scare. Um, but I think it's interesting to note that <clears throat> there was a gothic tradition that, that sort of described the difference to them between terror and horror. Okay. And so terror is the wind-up leading to the scary okay. thing, right? Okay. So that's the tension, that's the stress. That's, yeah. that's, that's why you're shutting off the show. You're right. shutting off the show purely because you are getting yourself worked up to worked a fever pit. About and the... that's, that's terror, right? Okay. It's the anticipation, it's the dread, um, and it's that, that horrible sensation, that clutching sensation that something is definitely going to happen, you just know it. Horror is something that's a lot harder to actually invoke. Horror is the aftermath. Horror is when you're left there going, I feel I less happy just... as a human being because I have the knowledge of this. Okay. Right? So horror is like understanding the ramifications of the Holocaust and being like, that is awful. So I can say that I've seen one movie that I would consider horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I wasn't able to finish it, but it was high tension. Um, because there are things in that movie that even now, thinking about it, disgusts me and horrifies me. Yeah. But there are things that, like... Certainly there was a certain degree of terror involved in the movie, but yeah. there are things in that movie that are horrifying. Yeah. But you can, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, when you actually, like, talk it out and use those words, like, terrifying versus horrifying. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, so Alien is this is the scariest thing you've ever seen. Alien. That's your. I would say yes. I mean, I you know, obviously, I've seen Stranger Things. Um, mm-hmm. I watched with Tristan. Once. I don't find Stranger Things that scary. I don't. I don't find it that scary. But it like, is, it is classed as you know supernatural. Sure, but like um, we were talking about this with someone today because I was saying how I watch like we were talking about horror movies and stuff and do you watch them and then I said something about watching Stranger Things and they were like oh and I was like. Oh, like I'm a big baby and I love Stranger Things. Like I just don't find it. I, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's the way they approach it. Yeah, could be. I, I mean, it's it's certainly engaging in certain levels that, that yeah. kind of take that away. Um, but you know, I've also seen like Kristen had me watch Phantoms. I want to say Phantasm. I don't know. It wasn't very good. Phantasms that the one with the ball. Little no, okay, not that one. Then. Okay, it was, a, it was a like a Ben Affleck film. It was oh, Phantoms. That one. yeah, that uh, Phantoms is a good book. Uh, it's a Dean Koontz book, uh, and it's quite interesting. It's really poorly done in that movie. I'm not L- like surprised at all. And here's the thing: I am, uh, I'm pretty firmly in Camp Affleck. I actually like a lot of Ben Affleck's movies, and I I don't think he's that bad an actor. Sure, but. That movie is god awful. Yep. Like, um, also I've seen terrible. the original It. Okay. So like the, the TV movie version, and I've seen the new It. Okay. Which, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed. Like they really struck, and I think for for a lot of these things like Stranger Things and the new It, um, even the Haunting of Hill House, they're they're really blending what would be considered generally horror with other things, and I think right. that's kind of what makes it both more effective. And also more approachable in the long run is that you're actually able to engage with the characters on the besides disposables. Yeah, there's some empathy involved. Um, I I was telling someone today that I one of the things that I found really interesting lately watching different things is that I watch things with different lenses now. Like as I'm watching them, like especially if things are removed, you know, many many years. Like 
we were talking, it was me and a couple of parents in the playground, we were talking about like watching a movie or reading a book where a child is kidnapped. 20 years ago, we were like, that's really scary. And now we're like, oh my God, that's yeah. horrifying. It's called adult fear. So I'm watching th- so I'm watching Stranger Things again, and I've sort of developed this lens that I've been watching it through, which is uh, Sheriff Hopper as a dad. And so I'm, I've moved into season two now. Mm-hmm. But you get that in season one as well. Yes. Um, but it's such an interesting, like, I'm not watching it that way on purpose. Like, no, it wasn't just, like I was like, I think perception. I'll do this. But it was this idea of, like, perceiving Sheriff Hopper as a dad mm-hmm. and seeing the movie re- or the show really from his point of view instead of, say, Mike or Will or Eleven or whoever. Yeah. And it just, it's a whole different experience. Like, the scenes involving him and Eleven early in season two are just, they're, they're, they don't even seem like they're from a supernatural thing. They just seem like regular, everyday yeah. parenting scenes. And so I think it adds a certain um, realism to yeah, the, to the show. So what, what is the scariest thing you've ever seen? Scariest thing I've ever seen. Um, I don't know. Uh, High Tension is a movie I had to turn off, but it was more that I was... I, I was definitely scared, but I was very grossed out. Like, I was I was just appalled at what they had sort of done. Um, two particular scenes in, in general that they had done. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so that was that. Was that. In terms of... Scary. Um, I don't know. See, I have a weird relationship with with horror movies, in that I really love Supernatural. Yeah. Not the show, but the concept of the supernatural. Yes. I find it really interesting and really cool. I've loved like a lot of religious horror movies, like uh, Prophecy and and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't know what is really. Um. When I was younger, I definitely struggled with some of the classic ones, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, because I watched it at a pretty young age. Yeah. The idea of watching a movie that is about how someone is going to murder you in your dream while you're sleeping, when you're still at the age where you don't really get how dreams work and what they are, yeah. is utterly terrifying. Um, yeah. And like building on that concept... Um, just gonna circle back to yeah. Doctor Who again because um, the the showrunner that just left, Stephen Moffat. Yeah, uh, I hate him deeply, right? Because he's an incompetent hack. Sure, but when he's put to use in the skill that he is best at, which is coming up with like a a good scary elemental concept, yeah. so like your Freddy Krueger idea, um, he's very effective. Now with Doctor Who, because did he create Blink? He created Blink, yeah. Right. So with Doctor Who, what happened is, of course, they, they have a panel of children, and the panel of children is, I think, ages 9 to 13, um, and their job is to essentially watch the episode before it comes out and provide a parental warning of how scary this episode is out of five. Okay. Um, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a fear factor. And I think some of the kids actually rated Blink a six out of five. 
the it, only time yeah. that's ever happened. They were just like, no, 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 no. Oh, it's terrifying. Uh, you've, you've seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really like Doctor Who, and it's... I, I don't think anything else in Doctor Who really even came close to it. I, I mean, I've seen a few things that I'm like, this is very well done, or this is unnerving, but like... The, There's been stuff that's been unnerving, And, I, and but, the, I think the other thing for me is now that he spent so much time ruining the Weeping Angels. Right. He spent a lot of time with... Yeah. But that first episode, I mean, yeah. he was doing nothing. He was doing absolutely nothing. And he spent large stretches of time doing something creative while he was doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like, he was doing that whole thing with, like, the Doctor's pre-recorded messages yeah. and all that kind of... Like, large segments of that episode are not devoted to scaring the pants off of you. But, it's terrifying. Yeah. And it's it's fantastic. It is absolutely the... wonderful storytelling. <clears throat> uh, well, this is interesting. So, I, as you know, I'm, I'm generally pretty scared of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I am currently participating, although not very well. In NaNoWriMo. National Novel Writing Month, yeah. Correct. And I have decided to write uh, a horror novel. Okay. Um, an idea that I've had for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I decided, you know what, I'll flesh that out. And, and part of that is my own sort of dealing with like, oh, I'm scared of everything. Why don't I write something that I think is scary? Yeah. And... and um, it's been interesting trying to like, because really what I've been able to do from it is like, well, what would scare me? Mm-hmm. And then sort of start working so on So it's a book about everything? Story. It's a book about pretty much everything. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's a book about uh, losing your hair, uh, going gray, uh, your children, uh, arthritis. Why are you, you scared did, of my children? Would, if you did, that would be my horror movie. I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> that would terrify lots of people. Um, <clears throat> no, it's about these... Uh, the, the book is... I think I've actually mentioned this to you before. But the book is about these creatures uh, <clears throat> that can only hunt during the day. Yes, you mentioned that. So too. everyone... Basically, when the sun rises, these creatures are out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you basically are either... Indoors, away from them, or dead. Yeah. Um, and so it has to do with this idea of the characters having to embrace the darkness and these sorts of things in order to survive. Yeah. So you know, it's sort of a twist on traditional, like, uh, you know, when it goes when it gets dark, that's when you have to worry. And it's like, well, no. What if, what if when it's dark, which is kind of scary, is the only time that you weren't actually mm-hmm. terrified. Um, so anyways, that's what I'm working on. But I, I find interesting, like, I like to watch horror movies, but then I just can't. Like, I, I was away in Moncton this last weekend, mm-hmm. and I did watch one horror movie, which is a total guilty pleasure, because it is not a good movie. And I understand that it's not a good movie. Am I going to make fun but of But I really, really like it. I feel it. like it's kind of like um, fun. <clears throat> I'll name some people that are in it, and we'll see if you can figure out what movie this is. Okay. Uh, F. Murray Abraham. Really? You're terrified of Emma Davis? Shannon Elizabeth. Matthew Lillard. Uh, those are the only characters who I know their names. Um, the movie is called 13 Ghosts. 
Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, F. Murray Abraham builds this house to house these ghosts as this machine to hell, basically. Um, and it, I think, does a really good job with jump scares. Like, it is a movie that... Because the idea in this movie is that if you have these glasses on, mm -hmm. you can see the ghosts. And if you don't, you can't. Yeah. So they just, I find, do a really good job of, like, phasing in and out from what can you see and what can you not see. Um, they have a couple really good jump scares with Matthew Lillard. And, uh, yeah, it's just a movie I've always... And it's it's very grotesque in a lot of ways. It's very... I do find it quite scary, but for some reason, it's a movie I've, I still really like to watch. Like, I actually enjoy it. Um, and then there was a Friday the 13th marathon. Because I was there the weekend uh, right before Halloween. So AMC and stuff was just showing horror movies. Uh, and I just kept turning on Friday the 13th movies and then switching the channel to something else. Because that's <laughs> a character that is always sort of... Uh, scared me. So yeah. we, have, we have a thing to watch when we're done listening. I think it'll be funny, but... Um, right. Yeah, like... I was just thinking of, like, other Who episodes. Like, there was one in the 12th Doctor run, which was Listen. And that was kind of Moffat trying to do Blink again and not quite managing it. Mm. That's the one with the idea of, like, there's things that are there when nobody's paying attention. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's actually a really effective scene from that where there's a thing on the bed. It's covered by the blanket. I think I remember it. it. It there's a thing on the bed. It rises up under the blanket. There's a thing on the bed, and you just don't know what it is. And the the camera work is impeccable in just making you feel tense. Yeah. And they all turn and look away, and they're just like, you know, we're not going to look at you. You can get away. We're not going to see what you look like because yeah. that's your big priority. And the thing with the blanket on moves up behind them. It's out of focus, but you can see it's approaching behind them. Yeah. The camera's totally still. It's approaching behind them, and you don't know what it's going to do. And just like, don't look, don't look, don't look. You cannot look. And the blanket comes off and you see something. It is out of focus and you're like, I don't know if that's just a kid playing a prank. I don't know if it's some sort of... I don't know. Yeah. But then it goes away. And just for that one moment, I was like, tension achieved. This was... Right. Per and the rest of the episode is terrible. But, um, but I was thinking, Russell Davies, who was the showrunner before Moffat, actually yeah. delivered an episode where he made use of the whole idea of nothing is scarier. Mm -hmm. Midnight. That's the one where they're. That's the one where they're in the shuttle on the Diamond Planet, and they, the the uh, oh. woman gets possessed by. Yeah, and yeah. It starts repeating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just everything goes to hell, and they. And the thing is, at the end of it, like the doctor's terrified. It was. He's yeah. just like, uh, we should quarantine this planet. I don't know what happened. It just. It was the worst experience of my life, and we move on. That that's the thing that's really interesting with Doctor Who as well. That I think. That I think is really interesting and really good about what they're able to do with horror or terror with Doctor Who. Yeah. Which is when the doctor gets scared. Oh yeah, then you're it ramps you up. Like you're like, uh if he is afraid, we should be very afraid. Yeah, and Tenet um, was fantastic for that. Tenet was great for it. Yeah. Um Yeah, I, I liked I, I do like that aspect. Like because it, he sort of used the doctor is sort of used as the barometer for are we okay or are we not? Yeah. And even when we're not, he he or she yeah. seems 
like we're okay. We're going to be fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Because the barometer for okay or not okay is generally okay or not okay in the sense of it's not okay because something's happening to my friend. Something right. that I could deal with if it was happening to me, yeah. but because it's happening to my friend, now I'm upset. Yeah. But when the doctor's like, oh, no, this is just an existential problem right. that this is hitting at, then you're, and that's a good barometer. Yeah. But it's the idea, and it's always worked, of the idea that nothing is scarier. Yeah. Right? Like, you, when you don't know, yeah. and when you, when you have no context, like, um, and that's how, like, Slenderman worked, for example. Yep. Like, Slenderman, you don't know where he is, you don't know what he's up to, you don't know where he's coming. Like, you see a glimpse of him, and you're just like, oh, no, this is a huge problem. Um, a lot of the Good Doctor Who episodes we talked about did that very well. Yep. Uh, Paranormal Activity made its bones originally on doing nothing. I didn't see Paranormal Activity and I'm fine with me not seeing paranormal activity because yeah, I, mean, I like, just don't the, think the, it's. I mean, my... you, you know what's, what's yeah. like yeah. nothing happens, yeah. and the fact that nothing happens is just it's it's what I said again: terror versus horror. Well, Ian and I went to see uh, the Blair Witch Project when it first came out. Yeah, um, and, and it's that same kind of thing where you're you're seeing pieces, but you, nothing is really coming at you. But yeah. you're just like, I am terrified because of. The surrounding of this. Um, the interesting thing about the um, the Blair Witch Project that was sort of pre. I mean, there wasn't really much social media. There mm-hmm. wasn't a lot that of was internet a buzz about vir- viral marketing um, or original. Yeah. Generation. Well, here's one of the things that they did for that was they made a website mm-hmm. where they had things that they showed there, and they basically said, "Well, this is the real stuff." And when you saw the real stuff, you were like, that's what I just watched. Like, that that's the real thing. And so there was this moment where you're like, was that actually real found footage? Or, yeah. you know, before we kind of did that. And that night, um, I was I was sleeping over at Ian's house. So I was upstairs uh, in his in the den. And Ian was downstairs. And uh, there were several... So at one point, I heard... Uh, some kind of sound like this, like thump, thump, thump. And I was like, Ian, yeah, did you just lower all the blinds? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then I fell asleep and dropped the remote control out of my hand and it hit the floor. And uh, all of a sudden I hear Ian call up from downstairs, hi, did you drop something? And I was like, yes, yes, I did. But that was a movie that, you know, now it, it wouldn't really seem scary at all because I think we're so desensitized to like the found footage genre and that kind of stuff but at the time it was a it was a terrifying movie yeah um you know and i mean now they have a whole you have a genre called found footage yeah where that sort of thing just carries on um yeah but i think like because we we got onto this i think because of haunting hill house Right. The thing about haunting hill house is that it's from a narrative standpoint what it's doing is it's intercutting between two timelines so okay. present day and the past when they were living in the house yeah and so you get the two flavors you get the terror from the past moments where you're like you know i know something awful happened to this family because right. i've seen the present day so i know something awful happened right and every scene in the past is just inching more and more toward that terror of like what did happen and then the present day is like a sort of mixture almost of horror and grief where you're like you know it's clear something very awful happened to them, and watching how it still continues to impact them is is very painful. It gives you a right. lot of empathy for that, and it's like, but what the hell did happen? 
we right. still are missing. There's a there's a gap there. Yeah, and I think that it's interesting. I think that some of the more effective horror movies and horror shows are really good at leaving that gap either permanently or as long as possible. This, this is you more know, of a the, case of as long as possible. Right. I think the quicker you are to just, you know, roll over into, you know, for example, I'll bring it back to High Tension. High Tension is a very slow-moving movie at the beginning. Yeah. You know, you compare it to some other movies where there's a quick murder or a quick whatever and you just kind of get into it. Yeah. But you don't in this. You get this long, slow, very methodical kind of pace to it. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I think the movies that do that well and then ramp it up do a really good job of of being scary. I'm trying to think of, like... I'm trying to think of some other movies that do it well. But I, I think, in general, just the idea of... Well, one of the movies, and this isn't really horror, even though it's um, Stephen King, mm-hmm. um, is Needful Things. Yes. Uh, did you see Needful Things? No. And or have you read Needful Things? No. Perfect, as usual. Uh, Needful Things... I know everything about it. Perfect, as usual. Of course. That should be our... That's our... No, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> um, so... One of the things that's really great about both the book and the movie is that the pace is quite slow in the beginning. Yes. Like, it is an incredibly slow build-up to this incredible crescendo of action that all sort of intertwines at once. Also, after Rick and Morty, I could never take it seriously anymore. Why? What did Rick and Morty do to it? Mr. Needful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Rick versus the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) that's fair. Um... But it basically, it does a really good job of being like, everything's fine, but you can feel something's not, but yeah. it's like, that's fine, it's fine, and then something small happens, and something a little bit bigger happens, and suddenly it ramps up. Yeah. They use, in the trailer, they use the, um, you know, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. In the Hall of Mountain King? Sure. It's going to be the same song no matter how much you sing it. Is that the one though? That's yes, what, Edvard Grieg from Pure so, I'm a big nerd. This they the use power. that, of course it is. They use that in the movie because they start with this sort of very slow build up to that song. And then when things are happening, it just sort of like in the trailer, it just sort of bang, bang, bang. And then you get this huge crescendo of things. Um, but I think that good movies, good horror movies, do that. I think that they pace it out so well. But I think when you like when you broaden the scope of horror a little bit, and you include things like say Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is a sure, it's yeah. a horror movie. Yeah. Like that. It is like it is a Spielberg movie. I think would be a better way to put it because Spielberg has always sort of danced around the horror yeah. thing, and he mixes it with wonder. Like that's his right. that's that's what Spielberg's flavor is in a nutshell. Yeah. At the best of times when he's doing his best films, it's a mixture of horror and wonder. He's just flicking back and forth between the two. Close yeah. Encounters, Third Kind, uh, E.T. did that. Uh, E.T. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jurassic Park was a big one for that. And Jurassic Park, um, I mean, there was a very slow burn there. Like, yeah. you, you have the sting right at the beginning. Like, you, you know there's something dangerous going on. Yeah. And then it's all this bright, pleasant stuff that's very slow. And, like, even the first introduction to dinosaurs was fantastic, you know? Like... What is the what is the introduction of the concept of having a T Rex? Is this giddy Santa Claus looking be like we have a T Rex? You know, like yeah. this is fantastic. The the scene I really like in that movie, and this speaks to sort of the what you've said earlier, is 
when they they put the goat out. They feed, the, yeah. But nothing comes. Mm-hmm. Like in the beginning when nothing comes and to get it, and missing. you're like, yeah. and then the goat's missing, and you're like, what the hell happened to the goat? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, too, that as they've put more and more of those movies forward, I think they've filled them with too much action in oh, some it's, cases. It's, it's killed it completely. Um, you know, I, I didn't see Fallen Kingdom. Nobody saw Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I did see Jurassic World. Why? Well, it's Chris Pratt. I'll pretty much watch anything with Chris Pratt in it. Oh, enjoy watching Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I'm going to eventually watch Fallen Kingdom, um, despite what pitch meetings have told me about it. <laughs> um, but I think one of the things is they made things too... It sounds funny about that movie, but they made things too fantastical. Yep. Things were things were oversized. You know, one of the things that was really great about that movie was that it actually had a certain scale to it, even Absolutely. though they were dinosaurs. There yep. was still this idea of like this. As soon as they have like, oh, the the what do you call it? The pterodactyls are free. You're like, well, you're all dead, yeah. more or less, and then you know you end up with some garbage, but. Yeah, I mean, you could argue that Indiana Jones movies have a a certain element of at Somewhat, least yes. supernatural leading into that that aspect of it, sure, and the tension that exists in it. I mean, it, yeah, but I mean, I think I think that you know Indiana Jones would not be classed, generally speaking, as horror because no. for the most part, like everything's front and center. Like the the supernatural elements that are supposed to be creepy are are still pretty front and center. Yeah, um, like they're more gross out, I find, or they're yeah, more, they're more accessible. There's a certain almost thriller aspect to those movies, and that there is a tension in a lot of those. Scenes. Whereas Jurassic Park is very careful to hide the raptors and hide the T Rex yeah. until really punchy scenes, and yeah. then they show up, and that's fantastic. Do you know how they did the uh, the water scene? Yeah, with the actual like with the um, mechanized T Rex head actually hitting the. Well, no, like the way that they made the water do the ripple. Oh, no, what did they do with that? So. Oh, wait, was it a speaker system underneath? It wasn't a speaker system, but you're not too far off. Um, So one of the most difficult shots to do in all of Jurassic Park Mm -hmm. was when the water glass, um, when the ripples come in the water glass. Yeah. Because every way that they did it caused the ripples to come from one direction or another, and they just couldn't get enough force underneath it to actually have it come up the way they wanted it to. And they did all these different things. They talked about CGing it. They talked about all these different things. And in the end, they attached a giant bass string underneath the vehicle and plucked it so that the vibrations would go up through and then that would spread out over top of it. And it, they, they talked about this as this was one of the most difficult shots for us to get in this whole movie. And it's it's funny because in a certain way... It's a throwaway. Yeah. It's it's no huge scene, but it's also a huge scene. Yeah. Like, that scene is hugely memorable. Anyone knows exactly what scene you're talking about. Yeah. When you talk about that. And they took they were painstakingly careful to mm-hmm. do that exact thing when they did it. But I mean, like, if I'm asking you about, like, the scariest thing for you in media, the scariest thing for you in pop culture, what would, what would you say it was? You pointed out, like, the scariest single experience or um, representation... Like, are we talking about Jason? Because you talked about, like, Friday the 13th. No. Um, Blair Witch. Blair Witch would probably be up there. Um, 
scariest thing? I don't know. I mean, I've purposely avoided a lot of it sure. so that I so that I don't see it. Um, I think actually that the original Exorcist, when I first saw it, I was probably fifteen or sixteen when I saw the Exorcist, mm-hmm. and the first Exorcist was pretty. That gets a lot of people terrifying. That gets a lot. Uh, the Omen. The original Omen is another one that was quite uh, that I found quite scary. That gets people too. I think in general, if you take a kid in one of these things, that gets really unnerving. Mm-hmm. When a child, say, is the devil, that gets really unnerving. Children of the Corn is a movie I watched when I was very young, mm-hmm. way too young, uh, and that was unnerving. I think, again, because it's kids and yeah. they're very scary. <laughs> Children are scary. I have some of them now, and I can You do, they're terrifying. This. They are terrifying. So... Yeah, I think um, I think probably those things. Those would be sort of the the more terrifying things that I've encountered. What about you? What's your like? Well, I mean, here's the thing. Because I mean, like, I I put together this thesis about nothing is scarier, right? right. Like, like if you know the shape of the monster, like once you once you've seen the T Rex, you're like, okay, I know what the T Rex looks like. Yep. Once you've seen the Raptors, okay, I've got a mental idea of what the Raptors are. That's fine. Um, but the the notion of nothing is scarier has always been a really powerful notion. So, um, you know, I talked about the scariest thing I've seen being Alien. Right. Now, um, if I'd seen that when I was as young as you are when you were seeing movies, then, like, holy crap, that would have messed me up. But, yeah. like, when I saw Alien, like, I have played Alien video games for the SNES. I've seen those players right. in, like, 8-bit, 16-bit. I've seen yeah. depictions of them for years and years and years and years. Um, I first watched that film, um, middle of the day, nice Saturday afternoon, summer, uh, at my computer, so I mean, I had other things and distractions to do, yeah. uh, 26 years of age. Right. Okay? Um, well in hand with the whole creatures, like, I, and I mean, I'd read the screenplay several times at this yeah. point, you know me, I'm just, I'm a dang I'm familiar. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I re- I watched the film under those circumstances. And it is the most terrifying thing. I will never watch that film again. Holy shit. Really? I think it's a very, very well-made film. I, it it's is. I do agree with that. extremely, extremely good. And everything about the creature design is exactly calibrated to hit every, of my, every single one of my buttons. It's just like, no. No, no, no. I saw some test footage... Of yep. the the mime performer Balaji uh, Badajo, who was um, walking around demonstrating, and it was like this this dummied plastic sort of alien head, yep. um, and really nothing else in the costume, like yep. just just this this maquette that had no features of any kind, yep. um, and just watching the way he moved, and the way yeah. he moved. Um, Doug Jones is a performer that now does this kind of thing. He yeah. was the Fawn in Pan's Labyrinth, the Gentleman okay. and Buffy, um, Abe Sapien and Hellboy. Like yeah. he does all of these sort of motion capture roles. He would move in that fashion. Now the right. guy who was performing as the alien was a professionally trained mime, and the the movements, the way the movements work in that original film, have yeah. have have no equal. It yeah. is so unsettling to me. Everything about that film is like. I know when it's going to show up. I know what it looks like. I know what it's going to do. 
cons- on a conceptual level, I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I've got this. I this completely, is totally fine. Absolutely not have, a problem. I have also a, terrifying. I have a transcript. I have a transcript of the exact moment in the film where the adult xenomorph shows up for the first time. Yeah. Because my hands were pounding on my keyboard from raw, twitching horror. I was not happy at that moment. I don't think I was that scared of Alien. That's fine. I'm just saying that people have specific bones. Oh, and for sure. And for me, I was like, this? No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I finished the movie. Yeah. And I came away and I went, well, that was very well. Have you watched the subsequent sequels? No. No. See. Never. See, the one Never. thing I will say, I think Aliens. Everybody says this to me. Is pretty good. Yep. And I think it probably would generate some of the same feelings i'm told by many people that are like it's more of a vietnam war movie it's more of an action movie it is, like, but it's it still has very, like i understand it to be say comparable to terminator 2 like it's supposed to be like you know this yeah. was the scary version this Closer, is the cameron version the, yeah this yeah. is like you know um it's still it's still pretty scary and i mean like i won't watch say prometheus because that's a bad movie that's a completely different issue 100 um, percent. or prometheus 2 prometheus harder because that's an even worse movie <laughs> They're literally like, what can we do to make the space terrifying thing less space I'm assuming ter- you mean, let's, is it Alien Covenant? That's the, that's the one. Yeah. There we go. Prometheus Harder. That was um, what real bad. We said that aliens, because humans crucified Jesus, who it's was a, an alien. It's a bad... So I'm a big fan of Alien 3. Okay. No one else is. Uh, I think on the whole planet. That was actually my, well, I mean, technically speaking, my introduction to the character because that was like the game. Yeah. That was what was being adapted. Yeah. And like at that time, well, you go ahead. I'll, I'll come. Well, back. I like that one because I think that the characters actually were really interesting. Like Charles S. Dutton is in it. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays the doctor is really good. Charles Dance. Uh, That's Tywin Lannister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. Uh, I, he's really quite good in it. Yeah. Sigourney Weaver's really good. And you get to... The thing about some of those other movies is that you don't actually get to... They're so... Here's my big issue with Alien and to a certain extent Aliens is that I get that a lot of the darkness is from a design standpoint mm-hmm. that is trying to do certain things and look a certain way. But I found that I spent a lot of the movie going, I'm just trying to see. Like, I'm yeah. just... And it, and not in a like oh I wonder if it's scary more so of like I can't I can't make things see out. very well and so Alien Three was the first one where it was very vivid mm-hmm. like everything was very clear yeah and it was um, it was bright and the and the the actual creature design is very like black and red and malevolent like it's, yeah. it's very out there and it and and some of the actually some of the color design from that movie I really really enjoy there's a lot of orange there's a lot of yellow it's this very sunsetty sort of film yeah. um, that I really liked. Alien Resurrection, because I've seen all of them. Alien Resurrection goes back to sort of the more the darker um, kind of teals and like yeah. There's a greenish. There's like this sort of greenish and blue and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But it does go back to the industrial look and feel of it. Now it has a. A nightmare of a plot line, but um, 
but it's fine. I mean, the effects were done by Industrial Fright and Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Prometheus is is bad. Yes. Uh, abjectly. Abjectly bad. Alien Covenant is actually worse. Yep. It's actually that... Absolutely. It's so bad a movie that there's not even anything scary because you're just like, this is dumb. Yep. This doesn't even make sense. Like, nothing about it is any good whatsoever. Um, I've also seen the crossover, so Alien vs. Predator, um, which has certain values in it that I enjoy. Um, uh, now, I saw Predator, but, and I, re- I enjoyed Predator. I've liked uh, pretty much all of the Predator movies, except for Predator 2. Uh, Predator 2, uh, otherwise known as Lethal Weapon 2.5, uh, with Danny Glover. Yeah. Um, the Predators was actually one I really, really enjoyed, and I, I was not expecting... Positive things about that. I was not expecting to enjoy it. The interesting thing about Predators is that the Predators are, they sort of take a back seat. To the characters being assholes? To, to the characters being, because well, the, the plot of Predators, spoiler alert, is that the Predator selects all of these killers yeah. from Earth, drops them on this planet, and then starts hunting them. But half of the movie is them each sort of semi-hunting each other mm-hmm. and dealing with each other's sort of foibles. Um, there's some really creepy stuff that the Predators do in it that's quite terrifying. Uh, there's a specific scene with Danny Trejo that's gross and terrible. Um, but uh, it, it's... I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm looking forward to the new, um, the new Predator uh, movie that they've got coming. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's my position on scary stuff. Is like with with one exception, like generally speaking, it's either stuff that I'm like, okay, well, this is this is going to be more gore, or it's going to be more schlock. Like, um, like I've seen like the hostile style of. I would never, I would never waste my time with that. Like, yeah. I, uh, another thing, honestly, would be like the thing. Like, I really appreciate the thing is one I was going to bring up because it. it Sorry, go ahead. I, I like I I appreciate like the the qualities of it and the special effects work, Stan Winston Studio. Um, but having like seen effects shots of it, I'm like, I don't I don't need to see this. So here's the issue. So I saw I've seen the original. Yeah, I've seen the remake. Mm-hmm. The prequel. Prequel, true. Uh, the prequel is awful. Yep. I mean, it is it is horrible. Terrifyingly awful. Yeah. Uh, it has a cast I really like, so I wish it was good. That's how they get you. Uh, but it's not. And one of the issues is, is that in the original thing, again, it's such a build-up. You, you spend half your time not seeing the creature. You don't see the creature until late into the movie, really. Yeah. Like, you don't get sort of... And in the prequel... You're like 10 minutes in, and they're like, there's the big scary thing. Now we'll just chase that around for the rest of the movie. And it just loses all of the tension that the original did yeah. a good job of creating. Um, so, you know, we haven't talked about, because I, I mean, I, I even mentioned Spielberg, and I was talking about like when Spielberg was on his best. He's the one that showed us this principle in the first place Jaws. And that's all yeah. because the robot shark broke down. Nothing is scarier. 
Yeah. Most tense parts of that movie are when a tuba is passing through the water. <laughs> showing you it's... This is a tuba's eye view of the ball, uh, marine ball. floor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jaws is a prime example. I mean, Jaws has... Jaws literally has terrified people into a point where we're making one of the most important animals on the planet extinct. Yeah. Um, it, it's... Oh, man, but the fans of it now? Like, do you know about this? There's a crossover fandom between the people who like Jaws and the people who like Matilda. And it's the funniest thing. Because, you see, the robot shark has a name. They gave the robot shark a name. Okay. And I mean, like, the filmmakers yeah, that they yeah, work yeah. The robot shark's name is Bruce. So there are people who go to midnight screenings of Jaws simply to show Matilda lines from the scene with the cake eating. Oh, and a hope that this time it'll go different. You can do it, Brucey! Oh my god. <laughs> I, that it's true. Is, this is true. You know, that, that is another movie that is... Jaws is, a, is also a terrifying movie. You know what the... Like, I, in, I, that it, in that it, it has impacted people's lives. Oh yeah. Like, people yeah, are afraid to go in the water because of that movie. Yeah. But I mean, I, I do have to say though, like film craft, like watching it, I was um, I was quite surprised. Watching it, it was very different from my expectations. I mean, sure, there were a few shark attacks, and eventually, you know, they go and chase it. But like the the um, the nautical sort of like sea chanty themes that come yeah. into it, and and the the old man of the sea kind of storyline yeah. with that is um, is really cool. And I mean, the, the yeah. fact that they they have a monster they can do in broad daylight. Like you said, you wanted to do. Well, that's the other thing. A monster that, that hits you when you're not scared. Mm-hmm. A monster that you're like, oh, we're frolicking in this place. And yeah, like one of the big boat happens. scenes, like you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. Uh, Bruce shows up and just kind of jaws near the boat as they're having an unrelated conversation about yeah. nothing. He just like shows up in the background. He's like, hey, I'm a shark. Right. And, um, and it's great. It's fantastic. I... Um... Have, I'm assuming you haven't seen The Meg. <laughs> Are you familiar I, with The Meg? I saw the pitch meeting, so now I know everything about it. It's true. I also saw the pitch meeting for The Meg. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's funny. I really think funny. like that conceptually... So there is a... What's the movie that I really liked? Was it Piranha? I think it was Piranha, which is this one where they they have the same kind of idea, where there's a, a, there a, a fissure that comes up. There's these fish that are trapped like under something. So and fish then and this a fissure? thing breaks. Yeah. And then this thing breaks, and then they come up through, and they just start eating things. Question. Yeah. Is there a fissure looking for fish in the fissure? Uh, I don't think there's a fissure looking for fish in the fissure. There's a fissure, and the fissure... Uh, I think there's dynamite maybe involved. So the fisher and the, the fisher, and there's no fisher looking for fish in the fisher. Because yeah. the fish are in the fisher. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. But the fisher's not in the fisher. The fish are in the fisher. The fish are not in the fisher. Fish, sorry, yeah. the fish are in the fisher. Yeah, uh, don't bother me. Yeah. Uh, who's on first? Um, so, yeah, I, I really want to watch The Haunting of Hill House. Okay, look, we, let's make a commitment. Do you, do you have time next week? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, I'll take a maybe. Maybe he's maybe fine. Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's fine. Um, uh, next week, if we can find, if we can find a day yeah. when we're both free, 
which yeah. again for me should just be like anything but Thursday. Come over here, we'll watch the first episode. I I like I've rewatched it three times now. I, I gotta tell you, like I think it's just very, very well done storytelling. I I don't think it's going to be as bad as it's been positioned to you to be. Right. Right. Um and if it is, then I will get out the large stuffed teddy bear and you can you can, we can hold each that. other. Yeah. All right. It's very soft. It's very uh soft. so my thing would be so if I was gonna recommend a horror movie to people. Um, I think it would probably be 13 Ghosts. Just because it's really ridiculous. Um, it's got some cool jump scares. It's an interesting looking movie. It's very different looking than a lot of traditional horror movies because it has this kind of interesting concept if you were going to recommend a a horror movie to someone uh i mean there's a there's a panoply of things that i would recommend like best monster movie alien alien has just stellar monster design geiger is terrifying people have been trying to imitate him for years and years um because he's just he was just messed up in his own mind he's dead now um it was very good at 2014 yeah it was just like 2014? A, I think it was 24. Was it 20? No, the original? 2017. The, yeah, the, the new one is 2017. I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a really well done film, and I thought, you know, the clown was good in, in the appropriate bits. Um, if you're looking for, like, scare factor, then I assume the original Exorcist. I also think that, you know, we, we didn't mention it, we probably should have Get Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was... Get Out, I don't, I don't consider it a... A traditional. Well, it's not traditional at all, but I mean, no, it's, I'm saying it's like certainly not traditional. Non-traditional, but... by all means. Um, yeah, but I would say you know definitely, definitely check out the Haunting of Hill House. Um, I've also heard uh, quite incredible things about the Quiet Place. Is it called? Yes, the Quiet, the Quiet Place. The Quiet Place was fantastic, and I yeah. know because I haven't seen it. Um, Perfect. It absolutely cool. fantastic. What John Krasinski accomplishes there is like you would never associate it with his role in The Office. No, it's incredible. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. I've heard quite incredible things about it. Yeah, that I think would um, just do your brain in. It would just drive yeah. you nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you all watch something scary. Uh, I'm not going to tonight. Well, I'll probably watch Stranger Things tonight, but that, I don't, again, I don't find that that scary. And uh, thank you for joining us. And if you have a movie that you would like Laird to watch and be scared by... Uh, then please let us know. And Laird will watch any movie that has been suggested by our viewers for him to watch. By our viewers, I mean listeners. Unless you're physically viewing the podcast. In which case, we have greater concerns, and we're both terrified. We have some issues. (laughs) Have a good night, everyone. Thank you.